Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Man to Man podcast. I'm your host, Darius White, along with a special guest today, Tosa D. Lyman, Jawan Blankenship. What's up, wait? And thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, no problem. All right, so let's get right into it, man. So you was a standout D. Lyman at T.L. Hannah in Anderson, South Carolina. Yup, yup. There you won the Wendy's High School Heisman, the D-Line MVP, first team all-region, first team all-area, and a couple more academic awards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. So how was that D-Line you was on at T.L. Hannah? Uh, We was pretty good. Uh, It was me. So University of Tulsa, uh, we had another guy named Stefan. He, uh, I know I'm all American. He plays D tackle at Alabama. Then we had another guy uh, named Zach. Uh, he plays defensive end at uh, University of South Carolina. He was also under my all American. And we had another guy named Tyrus, and he plays linebacker at Elon. So it was us four. Okay. So you originally started off at USC in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then transferred to. Independence Community College in Kansas? Yeah, Independence, Kansas, yeah. Okay, well, you was on Last Chance U Season 3. Yeah. So how was that experience? Tell me about that experience. Uh, it was fun. It's nice to be able to go back and, like, watch, uh, just remember, like, watch the show and then you just bring back memories that you forgot about, like, with all your teammates. Uh, I would say out of all the schools I've been to, that's definitely, like, the group of people that I'm closest with. Uh, just because, like, just being in JUCO, being in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the people you st- people you start with the most, like, just means something, like, just means something different. Like, we all had a different story, like, while we was there. Uh, er- different people had to do different amounts of time there, and just, I don't know, it was just humbling. And, I mean, it was a cool experience, though. Uh, you get u- I mean, you get used to the cameras and stuff after about two weeks. Uh, they be literally everywhere class, uh, practice, if you go eat somewhere, everywhere. So you really just forget they're there. But, I mean, it was a cool experience. Uh, I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. Uh, and I mean, we had a pretty good team, too, as well, ranked nationally, all that. So uh, it was a pretty cool experience. So having had such a big spotlight on you, it didn't make you nervous. You didn't feel like you was on, had to be on your P's and Q's, anything like that? Yeah, at first I tried to make sure, like, if the cameras was around, I, uh, you know, kept didn't say nothing. I wouldn't want my mama to hear. I, guess <laughs> say. And, uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. But like I say, after a while, you forget they there, so you just back to acting normal. So, like, I would say, like, people ask, like, was stuff scripted and all that? Nah, was nothing scripted. Like, that's how our coach really is. That's how we really is. Like, uh, everything was – just that's how they filmed it like so what you've seen is how some of how it really was like but I mean the show doesn't still doesn't really give you an accurate depiction of Juco like just the life and how we live and stuff but what you've seen was all real though so what you think the show could improve on to give a more accurate description uh well I mean our season they focused on our coach a lot I guess because it was like moving to a new school but I would say focus more on the players mm-hmm. like and show more just our everyday life, like, like not just like practice and games, and then the pe- the main people like day life and stuff. Like, show our actual life in JUCO, like how we live in there and stuff like that a little more, and focus less on like the coaching stuff. But I mean, I know he like he really the reason they was there. So, but you know, I get what you're saying. Did last chance you uh, filming at that university influence you to take that scholarship there? Uh, kinda, 
like I didn't know if it was 100% true when he told me like cause he was talking to me on the phone he was like yeah we have Netflix coming here too I was like dang that's pretty cool <laughs> like it's just ironic last year I was sitting in my room watching this show and now like, I'm about to be on it like so I was like man that'll probably bring a lot of exposure and stuff so I was like I might as well give it a try right right so after you left Independence you went to Tulsa in 2018 on a scholarship yeah where you had to deal with a foot injury yeah I had a uh, I went through spring everything was good uh, summer workouts all that last day of fall camp right before we start practicing for the week one I had a uh, Liz Frank sprain in my foot dang probably one of the most painful injuries I ever had uh, still feel it like this what this is this is May of 2019, 2019 and that was in August of 2018 so uh, they say it take about a year to like fully get back 100% normal. But I mean, I played on it like uh, I didn't necessarily play any games this year like 100%. But I missed the first five games and mm. I came back after that and just tried to just make the most of what I could, what I had left the last year. So trying to just go into this season healthy. What was your mindset like dealing with that injury? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just transferring to the university, trying to get your name out there, trying to get prepared and to go down like that before the season started. How did that affect you mentally? <clears throat> Oh, it was definitely tough because, I mean, I've never just – the only year that I've just actually watched, like, somebody play and not be out there was when I was registered at Carolina, and that was hard to watch then. Like, so especially now knowing that I'm not registered, like, I'm just missing games that I'm not going to, like, be able to get back. So that made it tough. Like, it was just depressing. I don't know, just knowing, like, I got there, worked my way up the death chart, and then whew, had to start all the way back at the bottom, like mm. – I mean, it was definitely hard uh, just, you know, traveling, all the games and stuff, but not being able to participate. I know he's about to play Texas. Mm. <sighs> Boy, that hurt right there. <laughs> that was like I know he was hyped for that one, too. I, I wanted to play so bad. First time being able to play, play in just like a stadium like that. Right. Like, I know I ain't had no business playing. I still tried to warm up and all <laughs> out there on one leg. Like, I do it. Like, but I start crying all before the game. I ain't going to lie. Like, I wanted to play so bad in a game like that. Like, then we almost beat them too. Mm. Should have beat them. And boy, but yeah, that hurt right there. But I mean, other than that, I mean, like I say, it was just humbling. Like, just know, like, anytime, you know, it can be taken from you. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I made it through it though. So. so, what's your mindset for this season? You know what I'm saying? To bounce back. Like, what you on this year? Uh, I'm really on, like, I just want my respect back. That's all I want. Like, I just feel like. Uh, just from high school playing with all these Under Armour All-American stuff, like, you know, it's just they was six four, six five, three hundred. 300. <laughs> I'm, my senior year of high school, I'm six foot, like 245. Like, so what you think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, colleges, like, why, you know, they just, all I've just been getting for a long time is just Undersized. size this, size that, like. So I still was able, fortunate enough to make it to the FBS D1 level with my size. So my thing now is just go out there and just show, continue to show like Aaron Donald, Grady Jarrett, short guys in the NFL. Like right. Don Terry Poe, like it just don't matter. Like size don't matter. Like, and I've realized that at every level I've been at, like size don't matter, but it's just a conception people have in their head for some reason. So my mindset is just go take my respect and just – get my name out there on the national level so I can just continue to try to get to the next level. Got something to prove. Chip on your shoulder. Yeah. I, I respect a lot, that. A lot to prove. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. But when, so with dealing with that injury, 
do you ever think about the long-term effects of football? Like, you know, with all the CTE reports coming out lately within the last few years, and like I said, your foot injury, even like regular injuries in general, like, does that bother? Do you ever think about that? Like, life after football, the effects they can cause to you right now, and how they can affect you when you become an older adult? Uh, I think about it, but I don't really think about it too much. Like, I mean, I just, like I say, I just love the game too much. Like, I don't know. I just can't picture myself doing, like, anything else. Like, I just, I'm just trying to keep playing as long as possible. I mean, I already feel stuff now. Like, just, I haven't missed one season of football since I was, like, six. Jeez. So, that's yeah. a lot of hits, man. Yeah, that's a lot of hitting. Yeah. I always played on the line. That's the most violent position in the offense and defensive line. So, uh, I definitely already feel them, but, I mean, I just, I'm hoping <laughs> the financial gain from it <laughs> in a few years can outweigh the pain. So, that's just the plan. I just try not to think about it. I know, like, that's what come with it. Like, nobody forced me to play, so right. I'm choosing to play. So, I mean, injuries and stuff happen. I just try to pray that it's never nothing too serious and that I can just continue to play as long as possible. Right, right, right. So, describe to me the schedule of a D1 athlete, like, from morning till night. Like, how did, how's your schedule? Whew, man, let's see. So, let's take a – like off season during so like springtime, uh, let's see. I get up about five forty-five. Uh, workout start at six a.m. on the dot. So mm-hmm. gotta be on the field, shoes tie, everything by six a.m. Uh, sometimes we'll be outside. Like it'll be like fifteen, sixteen degrees, like twenty-something degrees. We outside running like at six in the morning. Dang. Uh, so then sometimes like we run we run as a team and then the lifts are different so it just depends on your class schedule so for me I had to run at uh 6 a.m. I get done about 7 7 it just sometime in the 7s like 7 20 7 30 mm-hmm. and uh I had an 8 a.m. class on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so I literally have to go straight from workouts, run, hurry up, take a shower, uh, take my dog out, run, go to breakfast, because breakfast is mandatory. We have to be there by 9. So I, can, I have to go before class because my class ended at 8.50, and I had another class that started at 9. Mm. So I had to go uh, from workouts to shower to breakfast to class. <laughs> and this is all before 8 a.m. God dang. And then, uh, let's see. So after I get out of class at 8.50, I got another class at 9.50. Uh, then, I'm trying to remember. It's just like sometimes you have different things like treatment or like different appointments and stuff you got to go to. So I was done after that until 12.30. Then I had to go back and lift at 12.30. Uh, and then after that, <clears throat> uh, I get done lifting. Uh, I'll be done pretty much, except I would have tutoring. So I have to go back for tutoring about 4. And then some days I have a night class from 6 to 8.45. And then sometimes after that, I've even had tutoring that started at 9 p.m. Sheesh. So <laughs> it's literally like some days like are not as busy, and some days – you literally doing something from five forty in the morning all the way till ten at night, like. So, and that's depend on how your schedule made pretty much. And that's just the off season. Yeah, that's the off season. So uh, how does in season work, man? During the season, let's see. Well, we don't. Mondays is off. Like that's everywhere. Like the whole country. Like nobody has nothing on Mondays. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, then Tuesdays, it just depends. Like when I was at Carolina, we used to practice in the morning time. So couldn't nobody have class before I believe it was 11. And then, so we would just knock all the football stuff out in the morning and then everything else would be class and tutoring and stuff. Right. But Tulsa, uh, it's not quite like that. So <laughs> honestly, the end season is really a little bit more relaxed in a way. Like, because, uh, you know, off season, that's like spring practice and workouts and camp and stuff. That's when you like training like hard, like everything like harder, like, and then in season, you're not really going to do as much like hard stuff during the week because you got a game on Saturday. So right. Mondays off, uh, Tuesday, you just got to wake up. It depends. Like if you have an 8 o'clock class, then you got to go to breakfast before then. Or if your class is after that, then you can just go to breakfast by 9. Then you go to class, you know, how many classes you had that day. I know sometimes like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would have like three classes back to back to back. And then I got pra- – then we practice right in the middle of the day. So it's Dang. like – uh, meeting started like two ten, and then we go, and then meetings, and then practice right after that. So we'll be done probably like six, so from two to six, and then sometimes, like I say, I have class at six, <laughs> so I'll be in there from right after practice till six to eight forty five. Then go home and do some work or just try to relax a little bit. Take me through game day, man. What is game day like? Uh, so home or away game, either way, we're going to stay at a hotel the night before just to, like, help with, like, distractions and stuff like that. Uh, so we'll be at the hotel, uh, depending on what time the game is. Say it's a night game, then we'll be in the hotel a little longer, like, throughout the day. Uh, we just get up. We got breakfast, meetings, walk through, like, all this in the hotel. So we're going to watch some film, like, the night. The night we get there, we watch some film. And like we eat dinner, watch film, and then go to our room. And then the next morning we eat breakfast, watch film, and then go to our, if it's a night game. Like I say, we'll go back in the room so we'll be able to take a nap or something before the game or just relax. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <clears throat> like say it's like a seven o'clock game, we probably gonna leave the hotel. If it's in Tulsa, we probably gonna leave the hotel like three, four ish. Like so, we'll eat pregame meal. Uh, have like a little team meeting like right before talk coach talk to us. Uh, we'll have watch a little highlight video, and then we load the buses, and then it's time to go to the stadium. Then uh, we walk. We got we got a little walk. All the fans cheering and stuff like that. Walk through campus. Then we walk to the locker room. Uh, we all walk around the field like a lap around the field. Then we pray as a group. Well, like the defensive line, and then uh, <clears throat> after that, you kind of just. In your lock in the locker room, like getting focused for the game, like get tape, you know, all that stretched out. Uh, then go out as different groups, like and go up, do your little on warm up before your group go out if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and like I say, after that, I mean, it's game time. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get yourself focused? Like, what does Jawan Blankenship do before a game? Any like rich rituals, anything like that? Uh. I mean, I just listen to music. I already, I already, as soon as I, like, even think about football, I just go, I just automatically get in that zone. So, like, it don't really take much. But I just listen to music. Like I say, music I know is going to make me kind of think about I like to think about stuff before the game. Yeah. Just remind me of, like, all this different stuff I had to overcome to get here. Like, so I just be listening to music and make me think. Like, I just be thinking, like, then when I get mad, I'm just go take it out on the other team. Like, I, like I feel you. <laughs> so I just be, 
I wouldn't want to mess with me before the game. <laughs> I'm be super mad already. Like, I just get myself worked up to go take care of business. Prove a point. Okay, so back to the schedule that we was talking about. So with the schedule like that, when it comes to even off-season, in-season, game day, and with all the money y'all bring into the NCAA, with all the like, strain that y'all put on y'all bodies, do you think student-athletes should be paid? Definitely. Why? <laughs> uh, I mean, we get a little stipend right now. Like, I ain't going to say what it is just because I just don't want to put all that out there. Like, I got you. But uh, – it's different depending on different schools, like where you go to. Like, of course, like we're not gonna get the same stipend like Alabama get. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's it, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, we still living under the poverty line. Like, and everybody knows like how hard it is in college. Like, regular regular student athlete, like anything. Like, it's just college is just different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially in my case, I'm 14 and a half hours away from home, so right. I can't just go home or let me go get a home cooked meal. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Stuff like that. Like I'm doing everything on my own pretty much. Like I mean, of course they help like they have to help me. Like my parents still have to help me out though, like financially. Like like the stipend we get, I make it last, but a lot of months I probably still end up coming up a little short. Like, mm-hmm. so I mean I I can't just sit around and not eat, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, so, yeah. I just feel like as if we're making the NCAA billions of dollars, like I just feel like we shouldn't have this problem. Like it shouldn't be athletes like sitting around hungry, like right. Like dang, I don't have no money to go get something to eat. Like, but then they go out they, there and pack they, a whole stadium. They eating steak and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> like, we in the room like eating ramen noodles and stuff, bro. Like I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess that's just what come with it. Like, but, I mean, I would love. It. I feel like we should. Like, I mean, we can't really just go out and get a regular job. Like, right. A regular student, like they have like. Like they can set their schedule a certain way because they don't have to set their schedule around practice time. Like practice time is set, so everything else has to be set around that. Right. Like so, it's just that makes it even harder to go get a job. Like, like if you got a job, it's way easier to support yourself, of course. Exactly. Yeah. And, in college, and the job, the money that you make from the job is more than what we get on the stipend. I put it like that. And y'all get those monthly, or how does that work? Uh, well, yeah, it just depends on the school. Like I say, ours is we get paid like on the 1st and the 15th. Okay. So that make it a little easier to, like, make it last instead of getting it all at once. Right. But I know some schools just get it all at once on the month, like, on, like, a certain time of the month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know it's also different. I live on campus still, like, on-campus apartment. But if you live off-campus, it's a little different, too. Like, you'll get a little bit more money. To, right. Like, pay your bill and stuff. But it ain't really nothing you can really survive on. Oh, no. <laughs> so You definitely have to learn how to, like, budget your money and manage your money because I remember I first got my ch- like because I was walking on at South Carolina like so I got my first check I'm like boy it feels so good like I'm used to hearing people talk about oh bro I can't wait till we get paid this and that I'm like man this feels good all this money in my account uh-huh. a few days later gone <laughs> straight like that gone. I'm like man so you definitely gotta learn how to like manage your money and try to make it last see my thing is with that the whole thing like it's so many student athletes. Like, how do you compensate all of them to where they feel like it's equal? You get what I'm saying? Like, how you pay Trevor? You can't pay Trevor Lawrence the same amount as somebody from, like, you know what I'm saying, a lower school, a lower level school. Like, how do you work that? I mean, 
I mean, I feel like when it comes to stuff like that, it's going to be hard to be equal just because that's why it's different divisions and stuff, like, because just, like, the money is not equal, like, that the schools make. Like, of course, like, the Power Five schools make more than most group of five schools. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just feel like it should go off of, like, the amount of money that the sport brings in, like. Okay. And just keep it, like, you still, like, I'm not going to say, like, pay a superstar more than the last guy on the roster, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep it the same per sport. But I guess if you had to do something like that, like, you just have to go off how much the sport, you know, how much it brings in, like, just to, I mean, I guess that's as fair as it could get, like. But don't you think the superstars want to get paid the same amount as the, I mean, don't, don't want to get paid the same amount as, like, a third-string D-tackle? Like if I'm a if I'm a star quarterback projected to go number one overall, I don't want to be making the same amount as you know what I'm saying a third string cornerback, third string wide receiver. I mean, I'm saying that it create a lot of issues. Well, I mean that probably takes the amateur part out of it. Like, cause anytime you involve money, like you know how the NCAA is on that. Like, little stuff can be like a violation. Yeah. So I mean. I would say if you start singling out players to make more than somebody else, that probably affects the amateur part of it. Right. But if you're going to pay everybody, like, the same thing, then, I'll, yeah, like, I think we should. Like like I say, it, it should be no reason that we out here playing on Saturdays, 20, 30, 40, 60,000 people watching us play, like, but on Tuesday we sitting in the room hungry. Like, Never to eat ramen noodles and all yeah. that. I get what you're saying. No, I get it because I think it should be paid too. I think it's just the whole issue of who gets paid what. And I think that's going to – that's that's probably why it hasn't happened yet. That's what I think. That's probably played a big like, factor in why y'all haven't been paid yet because they don't know how they're going to break the money up where sports get this amount. It's a long process. It's like a difficult process, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But tell me about some of the perks of being a student athlete, though, because like, it ain't all bad, you know what I'm saying? Y'all get perks that regular college students don't get, you know what I'm saying? So, what's uh, the perks of it, man, besides the free college that some of y'all get, stuff like that, that doesn't involve academics? <clears throat> yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah, the free college is definitely a perk, uh, just not having debt. Uh, I'd say, I mean, really, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, people look at you different, like, I guess that could be a perk, like. People, for the most part, kind of, like, respect you more. Like, it's a lot of people that look up to you. That's a perk. Like, we able to set examples for other people. I know, like, when I go home, it's people my same age look up to me. Like, I didn't grew up with, like, and it's just because, like, I don't know, it's just a perk. Like, it's just, like, something that come with, like, playing a sport at a high level. Like, yeah. You're already, like, a focus of attention. So, it's just, that's a perk. Uh I mean, of course, you know, females like uh, <laughs> athletes. That's uh -huh. always going to be a perk. Uh, man, I mean, I'm telling you, we're not, we're not as different from a regular student as people think. Like, Not at this level. I can see, like, when you talk about perks and stuff, like, at a pro level. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm telling you, like, we got to take the same test, the, go to the same class, go to the same everything. Like, so it's not as probably not as many perks as people think. But, I mean, like I say, it's nice to have people look up to you and stuff, especially little kids and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, also, like, uh, it'll put, football opens up a lot of doors. Like, you just meet so many people, like, so many people. So right. you can – it's, like – And the traveling to, aspect, yeah, too. If you're trying to go into a coaching job, like, that's definitely helpful. Or even just other jobs, like, it's just all about who you know, like, and you meet so many people – 
doing this football stuff. Like, even fans and stuff. Like, you never know. Like, you might get it talking. Like, somebody might be a fan of Tulsa that just happens to be a CEO of a company. Like, right. just happened to meet him, talking to him. Like, you just never know what that would lead to. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It could lead to a high-paying job or something, like, when you graduate. Because a, t- a Tulsa degree is already going to carry weight itself. Right. So... I'll definitely say after football, it comes with a lot of perks just because yeah. you meet so many people like that, like a regular student wouldn't get to meet. Right. Just so You say it can lead to a high-paying job? Yeah. It can definitely lead to one if y'all get drafted, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the number one <laughs> goal job right there. Get that. But yeah, I would say just connections. That's another perk for sure. Right. But speaking of getting drafted, so let's say, how do you feel about these spring leagues that's popping up, like the AAF, you know, which closed down, of course, the XFL? If you could, if you didn't make it to the league, would you consider playing in a league like that? Uh, I mean, man, it's just hard for me to answer questions like this because I don't really like thinking about if, like, if, nah, like, I, get if it. I don't. But, I mean, I would say – uh. I probably would, yeah. I mean, like I say, at every level, high school, college, pro, it's people that get overlooked for different reasons. Like, there's politics at every level. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just feel like anytime you get an opportunity to just one more time to just get that right person, it all it takes just that right person to see you, you know what I'm saying? So, anytime you get a chance to get some more exposure and you get paid for it, I don't see why not. It's probably not something I would want to do, like, long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it came down to it, like, and that's just the only option I have left to try to get in the NFL, like, I don't see why not. Like, right. what, what do I have to lose, you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely consider, like, them leagues, and I think they're very helpful. Like, I know uh, a guy I work out with at home, he played in the spring league, and he got a lot of buzz from it. Uh, it was a guy who played receiver at Tulsa. He played in it. Mm-hmm. He signed with a Canadian team. Oh, nice. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, like I say, and then everybody from the AAF, they all sign with NFL teams. So right. It's just all about just opportunities, like I say. So if it if I see it presents a great opportunity, then I would definitely jump on it. Got you. What's the long term goals for Jawan Blankenship? Next five years. Let me know where you see yourself. Five years. Where do you hope to be? I hope to be in the, like I say, in the in the league playing, like hopefully down south, like yeah, I'm just be specific, like Atlanta or the Panthers or something like if something like that happened, it would just be like I don't even know how I feel. <laughs> I just I just that's where I see myself and I just I plan on writing a book like uh about just my story and the different mistakes I've made along the way and things I had to overcome and just I just wanna be able to inspire people like size don't matter, like People make mistakes. All kind of different stuff happens. So just at the end of the day, you just got to keep pushing. So I just want to be able to inspire others with my platform of football. So like I say, in five years, I plan on being in the league, hopefully playing and just just doing positive things to help inspire other people. Like I can't re- – I don't know really specifically. Like I just – I just want to inspire people. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't went through everything I went through for no reason. Right. Like, so, and I feel like, like, the point was to, like, just be able to help others, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I say, just playing in the NFL, prospering and that, like that, uh, write my book, like I say, cause I'll be done with school then, like, because that's why I'm just waiting on to finish school to go ahead and know how them last few chapters of the book going Yeah, hey, I hear you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Plan on writing a book, playing the NFL, hopefully be married by then. <laughs> I don't know about kids. I ain't going to really? know about. I mean, I'm half kids, but I'm just saying. Oh, like in five years. Five years. Okay, I'll be 26. You. So, gotcha. But I'll probably be getting ready, you know. you know. Yeah. But hopefully I'll be married for sure in five years, I hope. Uh, or at least in a relationship. Uh, so, yeah, just living that type life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. No money problems at all. Like right. say in the NFL, like you know, endorsements, all that, like exactly. all that. So that's why I see myself in five years. So you mentioned having kids. Would you let your kids play football? Because I know a lot of people that have played football and they say they wouldn't let their kids do it. Would you? Uh, probably yeah. Like I don't really like. I just feel like that's a lot of what's wrong with society today. Like everything getting softer and softer. Soft as hell, ain't it? Like it's just. I don't know. Like nobody gonna be soft on you on, in the real world. Like if you in the real world now. I'm yeah. sure you seeing like you know what I'm saying like. So why prepare our kids that way? Like all this flag football and stuff. Like, like ain't nothing wrong with it. But I don't know. I'm just kind of like I'm be one. I ain't gonna be like one of the parents that like overdo it. But right. I ain't gonna like raise like no soft kids. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. My thing is, people know what they're getting into when they play football anyway. It's a physical yeah. sport. You can't make that game safer, man. You, but you can't. at like, the same time, I'm not going to force my kids to play either. Yeah, like, yeah, My parents, they don't. They have never forced me to play, like, work out, do none of that. Like, all that was just on me. Mm -hmm. Like, they have never once forced me to do any of that. Like, so I ain't going to never, like, make them play, like, just because I play. But if they want to play, I ain't going to say, oh, no, you can't play because this and that. Like, I played, I'm fine, you know what I'm right. saying? I, everybody grew up, played, we all fine. Like, right. And that's another thing, I just feel like it just helps at a young age, like with just mental toughness and like just being able to work with other people, like meeting new friends. Like, it's friends I play a little bit with, I still talk to, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all that, like, I just, I don't know, I just can't picture my childhood without playing like sports and football and stuff. Mm -hmm. like, so, nah, yeah, I'll definitely let them play. Uh, but like I say, I'll never force them to play though. I get what you're saying. So, what's three things that people should know about Juwan Blankenship? Three things. Uh, I say one, Christian, uh, guy. I'm very faithful, very strong believer. Uh, like I say, everything I just overcame just just made my faith grow even more because like, I've seen, like, how God can just make something from nothing. Like, because it was time. I thought I was not going to ever play, like, no more. Like, mm -hmm. but, I mean, I still here I am with two more years left. So right. I'd say that's number one. God, definitely, for sure. That's all they know about me. Uh, another thing I would say, hardworking, uh, I ain't never gonna turn down no work. So, somebody ever want to get some work in or something, just know I'm gonna be there. Or if I'm the only one there, I'm gonna be there. Like, <laughs> and like I say, that just all this just came from just you know just overcoming things. So, I say that's number two, hard working, and number three. Hmm. Number three, hmm, that's tough. I would say I'm trying to think of the proper word. I would say just fun like I don't know I'm never just I try not to never be like no negative person I try to find the positive and everything uh I just feel like I don't know I would say I guess I'm fun to be around like <laughs> I don't know I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna talk to you and just 
I don't know, be myself, I guess, and just try to have fun at the same time while I'm doing everything else. So I say, I guess the third word is fun. Uh, so when you're not playing football, what do you like to do for fun? Work out a lot. Uh, uh, play the game. <laughs> just go places with my teammates, stuff like that. Uh, it's not well. It's not like it's a lot to do in Oklahoma, but <laughs> that's pretty much about all we do. Like just hang around each other and just we might have like a water balloon fight or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just stuff like that. Go hoop, play basketball, uh, just go to Oklahoma City, stuff like that. We just do stuff like that. Went to an OKC game. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. How was that? Uh, It was pretty fun. I seen them play the Warriors, so what? I definitely got my money's worth. And when was this? Uh, it was this season? Yeah, it was right before playoffs started. Oh, uh, dang, when was it? What month? It was during it was over spring break, so uh, like March. I know that was crazy. Oh yeah. I know that was crazy. Yeah, that was it was like, Golden State too. Yeah, I know the atmosphere was crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. so. so is the Kevin Durant uh, hate? Is it real down there, man? Uh, well, crazy thing is ironic. <laughs> KD didn't even play that game. Oh damn. It was. I mean, Curry still played. Klay Thompson still played. All the other stars. They whole all star lineup played. Except, yeah. Except for KD, but. Uh, honestly, I didn't even really hear people saying nothing about KD. I guess it's because he didn't play, but I'm sure they probably do hate him, though. <laughs> but I guess it's Westbrook team now, so. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't think he can carry that team. Man. That team got to be the most underachieving team in basketball. That's how I feel. It is, it is. And like I say, they like, I mean, they one bad pass away, though, from going, what, I think it was like going to the finals. When KD threw the ball away. Oh, and then it was almost knocked off going yeah, to state. When yeah, when it was up 3-1. 3-1? Yeah. I mean, it's just stuff like that. I don't know. Like, I, I will say I've been an OKC fan for a long time, even way before I even thought about going to Tulsa. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with him with, through thick and thin. <laughs> uh, I think Westbrook can get the job done. He just got to get another playmaker. Like, one more. Just one more. Like, one more superstar. I think they'll be all right because they got PG. So, I'm I'm gonna stick with Wes. He's still one of my favorite uh, point guards. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Got you. So who are some athletes that you that you kind of look up to? Football. We can do football and basketball. And who are like some athletes for football that you model your game off of? Uh, as far as look up to, yeah, probably like uh, let's see, Cam Newton. Uh, just overall every sport, Cam Newton, Michael and Kobe mm-hmm. for sure. Just that dog they got in on that yeah. kill instinct they got in on. Uh, Not backing down from nothing. Yeah. Uh, then I'll say f- just straight football wise, definitely Aaron Donald and Grady Jarrett. Like they both, we live like the exact same height and weight. Like mm-hmm. so, like I just try to play like like them, like just use leverage and quickness and stuff like that, like to win. So uh, definitely them two. Cause they like I say they the same size. Uh, them two really about it. Uh, I mean I like oh yeah my dog Taylor Taylor Starworth. Taylor Starworth. Uh, he yeah. was at Carolina with me. He played for the Saints. Okay. Definitely look up to him. Looked up to him while I was at Carolina too. Uh, he played D tackle too. Uh, so yeah them three. Uh, I 
look up to him. So I know I be I be texting Taylor all the time, just asking him different questions and stuff. So go ahead and just know how to prepare and stuff like that, just right. for their daily life that they have. And you said you were a Panthers fan, wait. Oh yeah. All right, so nation, baby. <laughs> let's get to the real question, man. Is there a quarterback controversy in Carolina? Man, look, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this. <clears throat> We got to get Cam some help, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Bro. Hey, I ain't going to lie. You the first Panthers fan I actually heard say that. Because everybody swear he got this all-star cast around him. I heard people what? say this is probably his best his best group that he done had around him, bro. People say that. What? Yeah, it'd be oh, crazy. No. Oh, no. It'd be crazy. People say that, bro. Oh, no. People say that. Like, you know, I work at a sports radio station. I hear this all the time. Oh, no. They say Cam Newton got the weapons around him to succeed. Oh, no. And I don't think he do either. Man, look, bro. I ain't know where to start, bro. <laughs> like, when we had, I'll say, when he had the best weapons he done had is when he had Steve Smith, Ted Yen, Greg Olsen, uh, Stewart, uh, Henderson, all them healthy, like, his early his early Panther days. Mm-hmm. I th- and that wasn't even still, like, just, like, a just great supporting cast. Right. Man, we got rid of Benjamin. We got rid of... Uh, Funches. Yeah. Like, and now you like, got Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Like, yeah, and they good. Don't get me wrong. Like, anybody in the NFL good. Yeah, like, but. Uh, Christian McCaffrey good. Like, I thought like he just got good this year. Like, we last just, year we just need, a, like, I feel like we need to just trade and just get a wide receiver one that's already established as a one receiver. Like, kind of like the Cowboys did with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. And you see what he did to their offense. Just one player. Yeah, but then you think Amari was going to turn out like that, though. Because well, he yeah. wasn't looking so good in Oakland. Oh, well, <laughs> we need to go get somebody that ain't looking too good. <laughs> <laughs> Do something. But, nah, for real, though. Uh, Cam is definitely QB1. Uh, I mean, just look. The man came in the league breaking records. Mm. Yeah, like. So, I mean, I, I, I got my faith in Cam for years to come. I'm hoping I can play with him or against him one of these days. And, uh, yeah, like I say, we just need to get him some help. That's all. Like, I de- like on defense, we're pretty solid for sure. Like You think so? I think so. I mean, our linebackers is definitely solid. Our D-line is solid. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got Air Reed back there in the secondary. Yeah. I'm telling uh, like. I don't know. Bradbury. We good, bro. We straight on defense. I'm telling you. We straight on defense. Who did y'all add that y'all didn't have last year when y'all went on that? What was it? Eight nine. Was it eight game losing? Six game losing streak? Uh, I can't remember how many games it was. You say who did we not have? Yeah, like what's different from this year to last year? Because y'all lost. Julius Peppers retired. Well, Cam and wasn't. Thomas Davis left. Cam wasn't healthy last year though. I'm talking about defense. Oh, uh, I guess we just wanted to see, bro. <laughs> New year. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, my dog got drafted to the Panthers too. My other dog from Carolina, Dennis Daly, shout out. Oh, the uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Dog. Word, my okay. Dog crank man. He was on the show. He was on one of these shows, the afternoon show actually, like a uh, last week I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he a Juco product too. Nice. So yeah, well I don't say somebody I know got drafted to the Panthers, so that make me like him even more, man. But so yeah, we got some help right there <laughs> with Crank. So. True. Uh, like I say, bro, just time will tell. You know what I'm saying? We gonna, the Panthers will be back in the Super Bowl soon. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know how soon, but soon. I don't know about all that, Juwan. I'm telling you, bro. I don't know, I don't know about uh, that's all how that. Much, that's how much, but I love the faith you got in your team, though, man. That's how much faith I got in Cam, bro. 
I love the faith that you got in the team. Super cam, bro. <laughs> I love the faith that you got in your team and the faith that you got in yourself, man, for real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta have faith, man. But before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to say? Anybody listening? Anything you want to get off your chest, man? <laughs> uh, I don't guess so. Appreciate the uh, interview. Uh, I don't guess there's nothing else to say. Uh, I enjoyed it though. For hey, sure. I appreciate you coming on though, man. For real, we've been trying to get this going for a while. I'm glad you came on with me. No problem. I enjoyed being in Charlotte. Uh, love this city. It's a nice city. So definitely got to come back and visit sometime, man. You know, we oh, barely sure. get the link up. You be busy, but gotta. I'm trying to come down there and see you play one of these days, man. Hey, like I said, just let me know. I got the tickets. You good. That's a bit. That's a bit. Well, good luck to you this upcoming season, Juwan, for real. Appreciate you coming on. Safe travels, man. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Man to Man podcast. I'm your host, Darius White. Thank you for listening.